This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. do that i i'm in the small but just one click of the button and i and i enlarge <laughs> wonderful today's technology only you done it 26 years ago welcome along good afternoon good evening good night good day goodbye hello how are you doing it's the afternoon but look it fits in with us and uh myself and rad will be joining me in the second thought Let's do it now. Why not? Let's 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 take a broadside and, and fool these people that we uh, we like to call viewers. Anyway, welcome along. How are you? It is LTID TV from Leicester till I die. I'll stop talking shit and we'll try and move on. Thanks for joining us and watching. Uh, please feel free to join in the comments. As always, keep it clean and respectful. And if you are listening on podcast, whether that be YouTube, 
Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google, or any of the others, welcome and thank you very much for lending me your ears. And if you do own a, a, a smart speaker, let me know where you live. I'll come and pinch it. Uh, <laughs> I've got my own. I don't need to. Just say, play the podcast, Lester Till I Die, and it should obey you. Um yeah, it's a little bit different here. Um, Spencer is in. Uh, afternoon, guy. This is exactly the type of manager we need, young and hungry. Well, that's if we can get him, of course. And hi, Phil Fox. Good afternoon, sir. And as you will see, hi, Phil Fox has got a little S next to him there, which means he's a member. And I'm not being rude when I call him a member. You can all become members. Just £1.99 of your good English pounds every month. Helps Lester till I die run it. I was adding up the cost of running this channel earlier today and when the payments are coming out. And I think I might need to take a second pension now. But that is what you get. Mean to 5% discount on all LTID merchandise after a qualifying period. And when the new season starts, we'll be doing member-only shows. And it's very, very easy to join. All you do is when you're on YouTube, and you do need to be on YouTube, is click the join uh, button, uh, well, or click the link wherever the two arrows are pointing. You can do either of those two things. And of course, we are all over social media, as you can see there. Just search LTID TV uh, or Lester Till I Die for some of the older ones that I've not been able to change, and you should be able to find us. Now, ladies, if Brad, if Brad wasn't wasn't good looking enough for you as he was. Well, let me tell you, he's got a new look. If you're into Brad and you're also into science science fiction movies, he has got that look about him. Hello, Brad. Hello, Chris. Thanks for that lovely introduction, as always. <laughs> I like to build you up, mate. I like to. don't want to just have you come in as if you are nobody. I've got to give you the big introduction. I'll take the big pay rise. That'll help, mate. <laughs> That shows I'm on with you. You can have 100% up on what you're on at the moment. Brilliant. Wait. Uh, I see. <laughs> yes, it sounds better than it actually is. Um, this is the new show. There'll be probably loads of these as we go through the summer at different times, as and when there's some breaking news. But I thought a couple of things. Well, I was going to do the one, which was the players that are leaving. We'll come on to that second. But I did thought, did thought... I did think I would start, uh, because this broke today, uh, Manchester City coach is linked with the manager's job. Um, Enzo Marquesa uh, linked. It was is a Pep protege. Uh, Mikel Arteta, Mark III, or what, Mark II, whatever. You know, Pep Guardiola, Mark III, Arteta, Mark II. Is he the sort of manager we need? Or I mean, we'll look at him in detail in a minute. Or do you think... A, is that the sort of play style we're going to need in the Premier League? Because I'm presuming he's going to play in the same style as um, as Pep. Or and B, do we need somebody with actually more managerial experience? It's it's a tough one to take because it's quite it's a, to kind of take a digestion process it because your instant reaction is to go ah oh, now the Championship you need a bit of experience. But for every Steve Cooper journey and for every Neil Warnock, age 75, keeping Huddersfield up, there's the 
big failings in that league from experienced managers, isn't there? Mm. So it's not always a case of know your trade, know your work sort of thing, is it? It can be somebody that that can be from within someone else's camp and you'd have to look at the two examples that have left there since to go on to manage um, because I'm sure they won't want to recognise themselves as the last English club that Frank Lampard played for to say that that's a coach they have experience with. Um, but you look at Vieira as well who worked with Pep for many years so it's not just Arteta, it, it, it it's Vieira, and you know when you look Company. for them, to, you know. Company as well. Who? Victor Company. Oh yeah, Vincent Company, yeah, as well. So Burnley thinking, as well. Sorry, I'm thinking of Doctor Doom. <laughs> oh yeah, Victor, Victor Von Doom. He's, uh, He's not bad either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not bad. But yeah, but, I mean, if you go off their successes, I know, I know, Vincent was 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 a player that kind of went there, but he would learn under the leaderships he had there. I don't was he there when Pep was in charge? I think he was, wasn't Vincent he? Was, Still, yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to make sure because I know he was pushing a I little know, bit. But I think I'm he still pretty sure Vincent was there when. Um, um... But either way, he knows the Man City mentor, so he knows yeah. what he was getting used to there with the other managers previous to him. They weren't too dissimilar in how they got the mentality going. So you look at that and you think, well, it might not be a bad shout. I don't know the guy, don't know nothing about him, but see, it was all fine until I realised why he called me at the start, and that's not my name. Genuinely, it's not my name on my birth certificate. I don't so. think I called you that. I just think that's Thunder going off on one on his own. I know. That's just... Can you time it out, Chris? Come on, do a personal <laughs> favour, live on camera. Time him out for that, that L-E-Y at the end of my name does not exist on any format of my identification, sir. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, back to the serious point. Hmm. Um, you look at them and they were fairly successful. I know Palace fans kind of suddenly... Oh, he was this in the dressing room. It's convenient how they were all coming out saying that when they had not won in so many. You'd still got you safe, uh, playing better football. And then, you, obviously, Arsenal fans are Arsenal fans, unfortunately. They can't help it. Um, but some of them that do, in the sensible moment, look at it, that we know. Arteta's been brilliant for Arsenal. Yeah. If you look at the way Spurs have been going up and down, up and down, yes, you had that one season out of Europe, but in terms of manufacturing the Deadwood and churning it over over four seasons, he's done really, he's done really well, I think, as a as a manager. So I might not know the bloke, but if if he's going to come with that mentality, it might work with this dressing room because it'd be a youthful dressing room, it'd be an impressionable dressing room because I want to make the mark, not just at Leicester City, but on this guy if he's going to be one of them that turns into a clone of their managers, as you say. Yeah. I mean, I mean it might be the closest we get to seeing how Pep does it on a Tuesday night in the championship with Enzo being there. He <laughs> <laughs> looks like him, doesn't he? A little bit. He does. This is the problem. And a bit like Ted Hag, scary enough as well. <laughs> yeah. Just like you and me, you know, they could be brothers just like us two. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, if there's only 30 years difference. 
Thank you very much. But no, there's... <laughs> <laughs> You're retired, mate. You don't mention it enough. <laughs> oh, you know what that's going to get, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, do you think so? You get your pen ready? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's your That's your interest. No, looking at a picture of them both together, they could literally be brothers. The only difference, I think, is the shape of the beard. But <laughs> oh, well, you know what, Chris? I would, I wouldn't mind getting a wish order version of Pep Guardiola. Yeah. Well, let, let, yeah. let's have a look at what they say about him. Um, Leicester City's hunt for a new permanent manager continues with Manchester City's first-team coach, Enzo Marsquez, this week emerging as a contender for the King Power hot seat. Fox has been out of permanent manager since the club sat Brendan Rodgers in April, with Dean Smith taking over to the end of the campaign on a short-term deal. Uh, let's just cut out the Leicestershire Live BS um, that they always fill up the stories with. It's via the Daily Telegraph, and they claim that, which is a reasonably reliable source, the guy that does the Telegraph, and claim that Marquez is a potential target to become the club's new manager. Um, they also report that Southampton were interested earlier in the year, but he was focused on his role at Manchester City. Uh, the Italian will be looking to help Pep Guardiola seal a treble at the Citizens on uh, Saturday as they face Inter Milan in the Championship and the Champions League final. He's 43 years old. He was a midfielder, versatile midfielder, it says here who in his day was comfortable playing any role in the middle of the park. Uh, Marquez was born in the southwest of Italy and started playing football at the age of 11 with AC Milan before going on to join Calgary uh, Calicio. But it wasn't until a move to West Bromwich Albion, I don't remember then, 98, as a fresh-faced 18-year-old that he started his professional career, playing 47 league games and scoring five goals for the Baggies over two seasons. So he may have championship. I mean, it was a long time ago, but he may have been in the championship with West Brom then. I don't know. Uh, he went on to play for several clubs in his country, including Nuve, who loaned him twice for the duration of his contract, and with whom he won the league title in 2002. His spelling touring wasn't without contra- controversy, as he famously did bullhorn celebration against rivals Torino, mimicking the symbol of the club. Well, I don't see there's anything wrong with that, to be honest with you. He was later on the brink of a move to Toro, but the deal collapsed due to supporter outrage. Oh, OK. Fair enough. Um, after being released in 2004, he went to play one season with Fiorentina, then resumed his career in La Liga with Seville, uh, where he remained for four years, and Malaga appearing in 134 games and scoring 17 goals. Uh, in between his two spells in Spain, he also spent a year in Greece with Olympiacos. My God, he's been around, hasn't he? Uh, 140 yeah. there, 17 goals in Syria. Uh, Marquette Mary, Mar- I don't know how you pronounce it, Mari Maresca. Maresca represented Italy at youth level, including the Italy under 21 team, never capped at senior. Level on his boots up in 17, Marquez was unveiled as part of the non playing staff of second division club Ascoli or Ascoli. Uh, although he did not have the required coaching badges, he was officially appointed as assistant head coach Fluvio Florin, a former youth manager and scout for Milan. Uh, he also had a spell as part of Unai Emery's black room, backroom staff at Sevilla and was at number two to Pellegrini at West Ham. Okay. 
Uh, August 2020 was hired by Man City as manager of their elite development squad. Elite! Oh, that, that is just what we need. Elite. It had to be. It, it's written in the stars. <laughs> manager of their elite development squad team. After winning the Premier League two title with City in 2021, he was hired as the new head coach of Palmer, who played in Sarah B in the 21-22 season. Uh, in June 22, he returned to Manchester City as Pep Guardiola's assistant manager, replacing Juima Lilo, who became manager of Al Sad. Um, during his time as a senior boss at Palmer, he oversaw 14 games. Winning four, drawing five, losing five. Even a percentage of win percentage twenty eight point five. He sounds all right. You could say he's been around, but you could also conversely say he sounds really experienced in the right places. He's had youth experience. He's had lower league experience at different countries. Yeah, he does. And he sounds like he's been around. I mean, his football career sounded like he was a globe trotting Trevor Benjamin. Um, but in terms of where he's been applying his trade, you can't argue with it. Um, you know, it's elite, you know, his elite um, status as a Man City coach. Being under Pellegrini, who was a former Man City manager as well at West Ham, um, Seville. I mean, working under Emery in that Seville era that's just still going. By the yeah. way, with the Europa League, that 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 tells you what he says. I wouldn't be against it because people might say, "Well, Brad, you're controversial because ex players, ex players jump into a job. They don't earn and play and trade." This guy's done the badges. He's been around the block, not just on the football pitch, but in in in, in around the globe. You know, in Spain and England and, and and where else? So you know, and he's had to manage, well, not manage, but he's had to be working alongside some some big names there and he'd have learned a lot from them. I've got more faith in somebody like his resume coming through my door saying, do you want to make this guy your next lesson manager than I ever, ever will in a month of Sundays, in a, in a, in a month where Feb, in a February month of 33 days, right, of me ever saying I'd rather have Scott Parker or someone like that over someone like this guy. Well, Thunder Road, I wasn't going to put it up, but Thunder Road had just mentioned Scott Parker has got two different clubs promoted. He also got one relegated, two relegated, I think, and uh, and um, got it's another one. Uh, he hasn't. He's not done a Lampard or a Gerrard. Gerrard, I think he had was it one season as under 18s coach at Liverpool or whatever it was, youth development before Glasgow. He's there at Lampard. Uh, went straight in as as manager, I believe, at Derby, or maybe an assistant manager for a while. I mean, John Terry has bent longer working up to a manager, but doesn't want to be a manager than, than probably those two put together, uh, if I'm honest. But, yeah, I mean, I, having read that, I would be very happy. The only concern I would have is, are we looking at another Mikel Arteta in that we're going to have to trust the process? Uh, you know, in as much as we're not going to bounce necessarily straight back up, but in three years we could have probably storm the division. Yeah, I think you need to be 
you need to be prepared for um, for re-establishing themselves as a long-term club to come and manage. Because if it is someone like this, and let's say we finish eighth, right? Mm. Realistically, yes, I think we can win the championship. I do. I honestly do think it. But this division just takes it. You know, if we have anything close to the sort of bad run we had, not not just the season gone by, but the season before. You know, when 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 we finished about eighth by the skin of our teeth. You know, if we have any form of slump like that in the championship, you can go from second to thirteenth. Yes, and that and that that's the truth of it. Yes, I know teams like us have hit a hundred points in that league. Um, sorry, Wolves, who think they're the best championship side to ever get promoted. There's about four of us better than you points-wise, but that's none of my business. Um, so it's and you've seen teams on the last day slip out of the playoffs, slip out of second into third, and yeah. the playoffs is a is is the biggest lottery. Yeah, and you take everything into no. occasion. So. If you said to me, though, we was going to be up there fighting every season and then, like you said, season three comes around, maybe after just missing out, uh, we're going to storm the championship, then we've made the right appointment in that sense because you've got to give someone time these days. They don't have time. Some managers better get four months before the fans want them out. Mm. I mean, Manchester United, all I have to do is start rehearsing being sacked. So... Same with Spurs. I mean, the tweets are already getting saved in the draft section for when Spurs finally sat, you know, that pot of... Pot of, pot of, pot of, pot of Andre, 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 we'll call him Andre. Andre. Yeah. Yeah, you know yeah I mean, the, my, my worry is that fans are going to expect us to do a Burnley. And it's very... I mean, that was a right manager at the right time getting rid of a lot of players, which we are doing bringing a lot of the right sort of players in because of, you know, let's be honest with you, who wouldn't want to work under Vincent Company. So it is a case of getting the right person in. But if we don't do that straight away, like you say, fans, look, we're all the same as fans. We're going to be clamouring to get somebody out. But, you know, is it a case of, well, let's just get straight back up and hope we can stay up? Or is it like, no, with Pearson, it took us two or three seasons to get there, didn't it? But when we did, my God, look what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did, and and that was that was probably Leicester's smartest move in terms of the last time they um, made a, an appointment and and chose wise to stand by it in a sense because we all know certain things happened in that championship season, didn't they? Where it was mm. it was sat, no, he's not, and then the same in the season when we we hung on. Um, so it would be that case. And again, if we're being honest here, if we're being perfectly honest, there is not a, as much as I think done right and managed right, we can not necessarily walk the division. That's disrespectful, but we can get the title or at least top two. We can go up automatically. We are no Leicester in playoffs. You are. We are. Well, yeah, but of course that's natural though, Chris, that's natural. Yeah. The bookies aren't going to want to pay out in case Leicester do the expectancy. So we're going to, they're going to make us favourites. So that if you are a Leicester fan, you're going to have to... Chug, and, and I'm not endorsing gambling here. I'm just explaining it, how it works. Those people yeah. that think it's a good price. It's so you put a lot of money on just in case they don't. Because if you put, say, 100 quid on, which is a lot of money, 
Yes. And Leicester come third, and you back them to win it or come top two. And that's how it's done. But I mean, fairness, it Plymouth, is all about the rebuild. We won't know until August what our squad looks like. Plymouth are the longest bet to, to, to win the league, and they're only, I think, 50 or 60 to one. So it's not a huge yeah, and market it, there. Yeah. And again, that's because they came up. And I'm surprised mm. they've got the least odds because they topped the league. I thought it yeah. would have gone Sheffield. Yeah. Well, maybe Sheffield Wednesday's comeback in that semi final has kind of eclipsed it. But yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. that's what I mean, Highfield. It mm. sounds tempting, but I mean, yes, you'll win a lot if they do it. But if we come third, that's, that's what I mean. Fun, when the fun stops, stop. Yes, indeed. That's what I'll say. Indeed. Let me ask you though, Brad. So, would you sooner come straight back up um, and then maybe struggle a little bit and hope that we stay up a bit like Villa, or would you sooner say oh, stay down for at least well, you know a minimum of maybe one two seasons and then know that when we come back up, we've got a decent chance of of you know not not obviously going on and winning it etc. But you know, having some good times back in the Prem? First of all, you can't fight that instinct of wanting to play, see your team play in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. But, and I'm kind of going to be a little bit of a Dave here and be a little bit political, but give you, but actually give you an answer. I'll sit I, back. Yeah. You know, it, this... This will literally depend. This will check my opinion on this may or may not change with my with what I'm about to say in, in regards to your question, Chris. This will literally depend on how the squads are rebuilt. Slash held together from who decides to stay. You know. Mm-hmm. I know we're gonna go through the seven release players, but we're talking I'm talking where your Madison's lie, where your Barnes's lie next season, because until that window opens up, they're they're still part of this squad. Whether we whether you want them to be or not, that's that's your opinion as as a person. But that's really where Leicester fans will then get an idea and go, okay, we've still got a few big guns in here. We've still got a few big names. We don't need to go crazy on the signings. We could push and go up now, and I think we'd stay up. And you know what I mean. But if it's like a eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen player signing, you go for the second option. Slowly build it. Get them stronger, churn the squad, keep it growing, keep it building up, you know, championship winning season, for instance, Chris, when Matty James and Danny Drinkwater could go and Jamie Vardy is through now and the kit ball and, you know, they didn't need to look at the bloke. They could get the ball to him. They could get the ball to Nugent. They could get the ball to Chris Ward. They knew where it was. And if you build a squad like that over three seasons, that's the way to do it. Didn't do anything with it most of the time. Well, no, but uh, well, there I was that time that I know what you're there saying. was that time that the Watford keeper booted it at his face though, and he scored. Well, so yeah, yeah, gets... yeah. Let's not forget he's a club legend just for that. Yeah, I, I'll give you yeah, that. And he scored the and he scored the club's first goal on the return to the Premier League yeah. against Everton in a two-two draw. And he scored me, an, I win. Absolute, an absolute screamer, uh, almost against just, Burnley, just the halfway line against Burnley. Yeah, uh, just in front of me when I was there. So it is actually, yeah, quite. We do. I did. Yeah, quite yeah. Would in fairness. But if you do that, then it's a second option. For me, I'm going off my own basis of where I think we'll be strength-wise as a squad. Mm-hmm. I reckon we've got a good chance of doing it. So I'm all for taking a fairly strong squad, doing really well in this division, hitting that ninety odd point 
No, we won't leave you out of it. We'll replace you next season with Lissac Company in October. I'm not jealous, Dan. I'm not bitter. I love you really, no. mate. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> company goes to Spurs. No, I want him to do well. Out. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I, <laughs> yeah, but on a serious note, Dan, I do actually want Burnley to do well with Vincent Company and I hope you stick by him if it gets a bit sticky at the start for you. Um, but yeah, if Leicester do that, then I want us back in the Premiership, Chris. Look, I love my nostalgia of my League One days and the Championship days, but I've served me time. I want a few more Premier Leagues before I have to suffer a little bit with the Championship and the roller coaster that that, mm. that division we're offers. Not, not I want us to have a strong enough squad. I know, but I, I, I think but there's a potential that Leicester don't just build a strong Championship squad this season. They build a squad looking to go. We want to be mid-table when we get into the Premiership. And I know that sounds entitled, but Leicester with the right facilities, and I'm not just talking about the training ground, mm. in charge and the right mentor there and, 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 and the right balance, it is possible. And, and you can't say it's not because you look at Brentford, they came up and they actually had a mid-table champ- a Premier League side by the end of it. Yeah. And I think you've got, you've got to sort of, if you've got to want to at least finish 10th or, you know, around, you know, 10th to, 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 to 13th, 14th, Otherwise, you've really not got any ambition. But obviously, deep down, we'd all take 17th on the first one. Yeah, of course. But, and again, I'm, I'm, the thing about when we went down to League One was, wasn't it good to win again? I mean, that's Oh, yeah, of course. Burnley, we were winning and winning because we broke all our club records, as we know. But when we were in League One, again, I think we only lost four or five games and we played about 50 games down there. Uh, it was good, good to be winning. But... Just reading here, it says, what would he bring to the Foxes? And it says, having worked under one of the greatest living managers, that's... Uh, I don't know, he worked under Martin O'Neill. <laughs> yeah. It's safe to assume, or Peter Taylor, it's safe to assume that his ideas will be firmly aligned with the Pet Guardiola school of thinking, that it was clear to see with his City under-23 side playing an entertaining style. Uh, he'll have learned a lot working under Pep, said Robert Snodgrass, speaking a couple of years ago, having worked under him at West Ham. What you see with Pep and his style of play, that's what Enzo looked up to. When he was at West Ham, there was three or four different managers he'd study and try and work like and out, uh, like in and out of possession. I thought he was top class, an elite level coach. You could see he had all the credentials to be a good gaffer. Um only one. You know, Snodgrass say, wants to be a fanboy. Yeah, yes, I think he, he, he does. I'm very sure he's a fanboy. Um, and we've got to be careful what we uh, remind me. Remind me about the um, with the Ryan Mason uh, Scott Parker clip that we did the other day. Because uh, I've got something to tell you. We will talk about it at the end of the show. Um, there is only uh, one okay. little black cloud on the horizon. Are you ready? Yeah. Celtic to approach Man City for Leicester City manager target ahead of Champions League final. No, take your ex back. Take Brandon back. You know you love him, really. Yes. X on the pitch. (laughs) Yeah, go for it. Yeah, go on. Take Brandon back. He'll treat you right. I mean... And then he'll leave you... It'll leave you mid 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 February again to go and take over Tottenham as you swap managers back. Yeah, I mean they are just a feeder club for managers, aren't they? Look, do you know yeah. I'm I'm not sure about this because I think he's he's going to be concentrated on the Champions League final. 
he's not going to want to even think about it before then. And when you're looking now, if he goes to Celtic, the thing he's guaranteed there is to win trophies in some description. Even if it's just one a season, he will win something. He will be playing Champions League football every season. But is it? it is Scotland. But then we've got to think that, well, we're only in the Premier League now. No, we're not. We're in the Championship. I know you're not used to saying it, Chris, but what you keep saying Premier say? League. Did Premier say- League. I'm doing a show later. I'm, I'm clinging on to this Premier League status until until the fixtures are announced. <laughs> You're clinging on to it more than bloody Gorinda was. <laughs> yeah, but I'm elite and I know it. But... Yeah, well, that's good, mate. Hear you roar. Um, <laughs> oh, but... God, I'm Premier League. I am elite. I am proper elite. No. I am Gorinda. Hear yes. her roar. Yeah. <laughs> there will never be enough times of playing that. Whether we are Championship, League One, or wherever, that will still get yeah. played. Um, I mean, yeah. okay, who do you think is the, um, like I say, more interesting or appealing um, vacancy? Do you think? Well, if he's to ask the wisest man in football, Chris Sutton, it's neither of them. It's clearly Celtic's bean team because they're better than both Celtic and Leicester, according to him. The jealous little imp. Um, but personally, look, I, I could try and defend the league as much as possible if I was trying to be nice and not be um No, I was yeah, he got the got the equalising goal. Yeah, he was. Sorry, I was trying to think what he was on about then, but I was like, Yeah, Joe got the it was, it was in the first game, I think. That was what we, we were Yeah, he got the he got the equalising goal, not the not the because um, yeah. it was two two. Yeah, so I know what it meant. Um, what's he going to learn at Celtic? Yeah. That, that, like you said, Chris, whether it's... He, he'll get dumped out as a failure if he doesn't win the league, but he'll probably pick up the Scottish Cup. He'll probably do no better or worse than anybody in the Champions League, so that means they'll go out and finish fourth. You know? Yes. <laughs> Um, so no expectations in the Champions League. So you, you've got to say what, what does he learn? Yeah, that's it. What do you learn by? Well, hopefully he'd be winning every week if he came to us. But I just think that the the, the, the Championship is as good as the Scottish Premier League. It's more competitive. Hmm. See, now I'm one of them that I could cause probably an argument with some people in the chat because I always say... You? And you have to look at the consistency. I know, I know. But if you if you look at the consistency of regular names that have been in that championship over the last 20 years, easy, if not more, it feels like, right? And before I say them, I'm going to say this sentence so people can get the pitchforks ready and, and, and light their flaming bits of wood or as we call it, a torch, right? Um, The Championship is the most competitive league in England, but it's full of mediocre teams. Uh, I know that's going to probably cause controversy, but hear me out. Blackburn Rovers, where have they spent the last 10, 15? Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mutt Delivery. 
You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. In 20 years, in the Championship, they probably had the odd season back in the Premiership, but the majority of it, 90-80% Championship. Stoke City, where they spent the majority of their lifespan over the last 20 years, Championship. Millwall, Championship. Don't even need to look at that. QPR, Championship. Cardiff, Championship. Swansea, Championship. I could go on, Chris, without getting political. Middlesbrough, another side that come up for a year, then don't see him for six to eight years. Championship. You have a division made up of the pinnacle of clubs that you literally think of. If I said to you, name me 10 clubs that, that regularly play in the Championship, you'd probably name the same ones I've named, Chris. So that's what I mean by it's mediocrity. You very rarely does the Premier League get mixed up. We go through eras where it's, and I'll give a perfect example, a recent one, Watford, Burnley, Norwich. Over the last six or seven years, how many times has two or all three of them gone to the Championship to come straight back up? You know what I mean? And that's what I mean. Yes, it's a Yes, it's a difficult division to get out of, and I can understand it because there's so much experience in it, Chris. There's, there's, there's 10, 11, 12 clubs with 15 years' experience in that division. That's why they struggle to get out because there's 15 of them fighting for six spots and only three of them go up. You know what I mean? So, sorry to any championship fans out there, but I've already said it. We're playing it. And it's nothing against it. I don't mean it in a bad way, but I think people just think because it's a competitive division, it makes it a great division. It's not. I think the bottom half of that Scottish league could compete in the championship for some of the standards that are in it at times. No. And that sounds weird. Definitely. Um, I'm going to have to uh, and get ready. Sit down. Nobody stand up because I don't want anybody hurting themselves. But we're going to have a bit of this. <laughs> Leicester City have signed a goalkeeper. Yes, Chris, thanks for announcing that. I'd like to say I got a new four-year deal with the Foxes hidden away in this... Oh, it's not me, is it? Sorry. It isn't you, because you're not 14 years old, but he is. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hope not. <laughs> Leicester have agreed... Uh, Leicester, sorry, have signed 14-year-old keeper Freddie Melson from Mansfield. Uh, the teenager is the first to depart the League Two club's academy for a club higher up the footballing pyramid since the establishment of a Category 3 academy in 2020. Uh, academy director Steve Hymer said, Our very best wishes go to Freddie and we will follow his career with interest. We negotiated the move with the Elite Player Performance Plan. 
Elite. Compensation criteria, so it provides considerable funding to the club as well as a continuing financial interest in its progress, justifying our decision to restart the academy. Um, the gen the, the uh, Freddie Marston, uh, his uh, agent was approached for comment, but Philip Schofield wasn't available. Anyway, <laughs> what? You were all thinking it. You were all thinking it. Um. Well, right, I'll try and swing that back round to something and just say, I wonder how long some Leicester fans give it before they're asking them to play in goal over Iverson. Probably. Leicester women also released 12 players. Boris Johnson oh, was seen outside Beaver Drive training ground this morning. <laughs> <sighs> He's hard work, folks. He's hard work. I have to go off camera because he's hard work. <laughs> uh, former, former club captain Sophie Barker leaves, having spent the current campaign on loan uh, at Sheffield United in the Championship, while Natasha Flint departs City, having spent the second half of the season with Scottish Women's Premiership side Celtic. Uh, Natasha Flint seems to have been around for ages. Uh, yes, yeah, she has. It's been a long time. How many of these you will know? Uh, Kirsty Lavelle, Charlie Devlin, Mashante Paul. Devlin's gone. Jeff Singer, Abby McCannis, Connie Schofield, and Gemma Perfield uh, will also leave the club. You'll okay, there's a few. There's a few surprising names in there. Well, I've heard of, of, of Gemma Perfield. Wasn't she a regular? She was, although she's been drifting out of the team over the last season and a half. Um, Pike, Molly Pike, she's been good, quite useful off the bench when she's come on. So, um, but yeah, there's, there's, I'm surprised by um, by a few of the names on there because I've I've seen them play a few times for the women's. Although the change, the changes are made. I mean, Leicester are. Uh, going to be trying to go into the loan market again I mean so it'll be interesting to see how they do a rebuild now they've let a few players want, go if we want to move on I mean you know we've gone from 11th up yeah. to 10th this season so yeah so we're winning it next year Chris yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <Stranger> <laughs> no. things as they say stranger things uh is my microphone everybody say my microphone went really quiet uh, is it back now? It did now? a little bit, but it's back now. Yeah, it's, it's back, back now. Yeah, I was trying a different setting because you were, believe it or not, you had started to echo, but I think it's gone again now. Yeah, I could hear the echo come through. Yeah. That, that sort um, of so hopefully I'm back um, from outer space. Okay, let's um, <laughs> let's have a look at the seven players that are going to be leaving, and we'll be doing that straight after this. Leicester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. Something is coming. Something big to this podcast. Hello, Chris. Oh, I'm always big. <laughs> this program is sponsored by Viagra. Um, the not-so-magnificent seven, Brad. Uh, leaving the club. I mean, probably the worst kept secret um, that we knew about. You've got um, 
the tit Tielemans. Uh, he's gone. Um, <laughs> Villa, probably. <laughs> um, although Man United apparently are interested. Uh, please, Spurs. Go to Spurs, Yuri. Um, Kaglis Oyunchu, who I am sorry to see go. Uh, Daniel yeah. Marty, apparently there has been um, dancing in the streets in Surrey, where Dave lives, with the announcement of that one. Uh, Mendy, I'm sorry to see him go. Bertrand, Perez and Tete. I mean, nobody there that's any surprise, really, is there? No, 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 not really. Even the Soyuncu one, it wasn't a surprise that ended up going. There was a certain person that was in charge of the football club who may have really persuaded that but I shan't say because I'm not allowed to instigate the Belen but the Belen tally chart that I've still got going um you've said it so <laughs> oh well you can't play yeah you yeah, well no, no, there you, you go you the old word so I let you off yeah there you go that's that's how I do it but yeah there's, there's no real surprises there um I thought it'd be a few more, but when we did the show, that people should go and watch after this one. Um, nobody there surprises me that they're going either. Though I haven't decided to try and keep. I mean, there's no. We know there's technically one there. missing off that list, though, isn't there? With is it with Evans, or has his contract got a year? Johnny, yeah, the club remains in discussions with Johnny Evans. Um, maybe I see. I'm not sure about that one because let's be honest with you, he'll, he'll probably play about five minutes, but. And I think this could have been the mistake we made with Casper. Is he worth keeping, even if he's not going to play much, because of his leadership qualities and his experience? Yeah, a hundred percent. You keep you're keeping him for his knowledge and his experience. And look, we know, regardless, like I said, who who stays, who's still under contract. It doesn't matter out of them what who stays. Really, it's the new people that come in that you're going to want them for. Hmm. You know, because hmm. that's if we're assuming that we're going to lose a few of these that we still have at the club in terms yeah. of contract wise, you know, we're going to get a new new intake of players. We're going to sign. We're going to maybe look at Casey McAteer and put them in the first team, and and, and you know, and, and Bray Book. So they're going to. I know they've been in and around the dressing room, so they're used to him as well. Uh, I would have thrown him in the bin and, and for a time portal if I could. Naheem TV, I would have thrown him back to Southampton in time and and, and and made sure Brendan never signed him or he was 14 seconds late to his medical. Um, but yeah, you need that in that dressing room. That's just as important, I feel, as it is having a, having a manager that you can get behind and rally around, sort of mm-hmm. thing that can get the troops going when things aren't going well. I mean... You don't. I mean, we don't know whoever comes in as manager, whoever that might be, might suddenly decide he wants to play a role or a, a defensive um, three, four, five, whatever he decides. That includes Vestergaard and is actually able to get a tune out of Vestergaard. Then I'll sack him immediately because you'll never get a tune out of that lamppost. And, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm prepared to say. Um, that yeah, you know my thoughts on Vestergaard. They're pretty much along your lines, but I just, I just think he's there's a player in there, and we he just needs to play in the right in the right formation. Look, he's got a year to go in his contract. I think he'll be just be collecting splinters up until that year. Um, 
The other two that I wanted to just quickly mention before we go is Hamza Chowdhury. Now, someone should always sign a new contract. He hasn't signed a new contract. At the end of last season, we, we well, at the start of last season, so we loaned him out to Watford for the season. Funny that I've been, been told what a great player he was by a certain ballet. Yeah. Uh, and I'm allowed because I didn't mention the R word either. Um and we we actually extended his contract, which I think was this, what, the one sensible thing we seem to have done. And we have actually now exercised the right to extend that for a year. And it looks like we're going to be keeping him for at least the next twelve months. And I think that's a damn good move in the in the in the championship. Yeah, it may well be. It, he's played there. He's got the experience. He still wants to. Pr- I think. There's still a part of Hamza Chowdhury that wants to prove himself good enough for Leicester City. And in a weird sort of way, being relegated now and in the Championship, a new manager at the helm, um, we don't know if it will be a new manager per se, because there is somebody who spent eight games at the club that still hasn't said no to the job, or we haven't heard definite confirmation that he's not going to take the role on a full-time basis. So... It might be somebody who's got a bit of a feeling there, but even so, Hamza hasn't been there to be around him and experience what he's like. So, whoever it comes in, even if it is someone who, like, you know, Dean Smith, then he may feel, right, this is my chance. This is my chance to really get my career back on track at the club that I wanted it to be on. I'm going to help us get promoted. I'm going to work me knackers off. And I want to be the first... The first player that gets told, we want to extend your contract here at the club sort of thing. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. he could be like that. And if he plays like that, and he does, well, if he gets selected, and he trains well, and he plays like that, that could be the outcome for him. That's exactly what I want from Hansa Chowdhury this season. If he's, if he's around the first team, I want him in the first team because he's training well and he's earned it, first of all. And then I want him to be going, there you go. That's what I can do for this club, Mr. Manager, sir. And mm-hmm. and then he goes, yes, thank you for this season. You've done really well. Here's, here's, here's like a two or three-year contract or whatever. Yes. That's mm-hmm. what we're trying to get from this season. One that is conspicuous by the lack of mentioning of his name, but has a, another 12 months left on his contract... And that's a certain Mark Albrighton. Again, pivotal for the championship. I, I think you could tell by his exit interview that he did for LCFC before he went over to West Brom. He didn't want to leave us. He wanted to play for Leicester. He wanted to be an option, but for whatever reason, seems like a Soyuncu sort of thing, Albrighton was cast aside. I think he was only let go quite last minute because of the Jack Harrison potential signing. Yeah, which was not very good of Leeds to do that. I mean, I'm be- I don't think he's feeling any better about his decision to stay um, because they finished worse than us. I know I know, it doesn't really matter in that sense, but you're thinking he, he probably maybe did that like someone like a Maguire did or a French Voldemort did. They signed a contract to give Leicester at least a way to haggle for their sale if they if they so wished. Um, one obviously handled it better than the other because that's why one's called the French Voldemort and the other one's uh, Slabhead. Um, but yeah, 
it's it's just one of them, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You'd like but, to think he'd want to stay at Leicester, and and and. Well, he's not been released. It's not been released. So, um, yeah. free the Leicester one. No, he's not been released. So it it probably it means he's here for another. Should be here for another twelve months, and hopefully, I think he's a great again experienced head, and again, yeah. um, you know, somebody that's had a season. He, yeah. And he's someone like Andy King in a way, isn't he? In a weird way, because the, mm. you, you you would be mm. happy to see Mark Albrighton, and let's say he plays twenty odd games. I'm talking off the bench substitute bench. Let's say he plays just around about half the games next season. If he played half the games next season, and he got to lift the championship trophy above his head or the playoff trophy, if it was to be that way, and then he kind of did what Lloyd Dyer did. He went, I want a bit more football time you can't promise at me because he's at the end of his career age wise and he just went off you know he kind of Andy King he, he left the club to go and see his career out elsewhere to play more football I could see him being someone who's utilised over the next couple of years as a potential um, championship player mm. and I know that sounds horrible mm. to say but it's really not because he would help teams get promoted and, and one of them teams may even keep him on for his experience if they got promoted as a new side. Yeah. Uh, Victor Christensen, um, obviously celebrating um, FC Copenhagen's uh, Super League title. He'd been there for half the season, so he got a medal. Uh, but he said he is going to be, he's committed to giving his all to Leicester City's promotion push. So, He's no plans on leaving. And no, he shouldn't because he's only just been bloody here six months. But um, yeah. last thing before we leave, um, £40 million pounds we're asking for Madison. I, I, I don't think that's bad because, I mean, obviously, had we stayed up, it might have been more. But £40 million pounds for a show pony. Uh, we know that he's better than the, the championship, although, you know, despite my, my jibes at him, uh, I, I think somebody would get a good bargain at forty million, and I don't think that's a bad price if we get that for him. It's not, but we can't Yuri Tillemans ourselves. No, because let's face it, nobody's going to care. They know Leicester don't need the money. The clubs actually understand Leicester's struggle is the wage bill. Which, I mean, I'm not saying that these guys, some of these guys, were overpaid wage structure wise. Oh, I like will. They were overpaid average players. <laughs> yes, that's your job, Chris. It's your channel to to, to scrutinise and things of that calibre. Unless you tell me, I can. So, but the way structure is going to be, the way structure is going to be more than fine now with them seven players just off the book alone. I think Perez was on eighty grand a week, and he hasn't played for us for six and a half years. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you saw it the other day. I did. I did one of my rant shows. We have lost on those seven players a hundred million pounds minimum. Actually, we, they do actually say a hundred million pounds plus. Okay, well, I, 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 I'll recalculate that for you. Don't worry, I've got a recalculation for you because from what I've seen of them in the Leicester shirt, here's the value they players technically hold. 40 million for Tillemans, right? Because we know what he can do, Chris. Going off what he's, I'm not talking this season, I'm talking, well, I am for some of these players. I'm talking of what I've seen him in a last shoot. You probably get 40 million for, for um, Tillemans. 
Ask for the 28-day return policy on Tete. Ask, give Bertrand away like we have done. Daniel Marty, six million at a push. Mm. Iosi Perez, give him away. Mendy, probably 12 million you could probably get for him because he's had some good moments for him and we do like him. So, what, you got 58 million there? And then maybe, I know he's good, but had we only got him on a two year I don't think you get more than 15 million for Soyuncu. As much as I love him, we only paid 15 million for Wout Faze, and he's just as forward adventure and in the face as he can be. So, I think the thing we're talking 60 odd million. I know it's probably all wage and everything. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to have to mute you between chats again. Sorry, mate. What what I'm, I'm sort of kind of getting at is the fact that we we as a club we've just written off or the chairman's just turned into shares 192 million pounds uh, worth of debt. We cannot if this was a company we'd have gone out of business. We cannot afford to to write off and that's what we are doing basically writing off 100 million. Now yeah, when you sign a player. You sign, let's say you sign a player for 20 million. And don't forget with Tielemans, it was 30 odd million, but we also had 40 million pound loan fee as well for him. Um, but you've got to think that, unlike a car, that as soon as you drive it off the forecourt, it loses money. A player, if they're treated right and they play well, will be worth more than you bought for them. Look at Maguire, look at Fafana. But we have paid £100 million for them and we are not getting a single penny back. Add on to that £40 million for Slomani. I don't think we got anything to do for, for Musa either. So there's a lot of, you know, the, the way that this club has been run, you know, all these top, you know, the, the Whelans, the Rudkins, the Nevilles, they all need to basically long walk off a short pier. See, no, I have an, I, I do take a lot of issue with that. And the reason I take a lot of issue with that is because people try and marginalise something like that as if it only ever happens to one club. Every club has a stack of players that didn't live up to their value and potential. It's just football life. And there's another way you can then look at it, Chris. And Tillman's goals they scored throughout his career at Leicester that won his games. The FA Cup won. That's worth how much you get for winning the FA Cup? Well, a couple of million, but you also get European football for winning it. So you get a couple of more million. So you could either look at it and go, oh, well, we brought someone's 40 million, but we've sold him for no. Well, A, you'd add on to his wages we paid to that to increase the value. But if you really look at it, what did we get for the value? And is it, it was it enough to warrant saying, okay, yeah. If we got nothing for that player, did we get eleven million pounds worth or forty million pounds worth of 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 success from him? Tillemans? Yeah. Sayunchu, I can't remember what we paid for him, but it can't have been too much. So yeah, I think we did. He he defend he played in the defence in the in the Europa League, he played in the team that got us fifth twice. Mendy played his part, probably worth his value. Musa as well, Chris, we actually sold for exactly what we got from him. I don't know how we managed to do it, but we did. But every club has a flop or a flop because of their price that they overspend for and get nothing back for. But sometimes it's just Bertrand never plays a game of football for you. No, I, I agree. And, and um, I 
I'm not saying that we are any different to a vast majority of clubs. What I'm saying is that, you know, if you're a Newcastle, if you're a Man City, you can afford to write off, uh, or apparently it was 19 million for so and true, Highfield Fox says. But if we add that, if we add that 100 to million plus the 44 Slomani, because he was, you know, wasn't, you know, he didn't get anything, he wasn't managed well. Can we? You know, we've just been relegated to the pre- to the championship. We're going to lose a lot of money. We're going to lose a lot of TV rights, etc., etc. We cannot afford to be making those sort of mistakes. We, you know, if we got, let's say we got thirty million back for all of them, right? Let's say we got thirty million back for all of them. And I know, you know, I say Tielemans is a tip because he should have done what Maguire did and signed a contract, so at least we could get. 10, 15, 20. It buys you a up-and-coming player. And if we'd got 30 million for that lot, we maybe could have got a couple of players for that. Like you say, Vout Faze was 15. But we cannot afford... We are, we are not a club that can afford to lose that sort of a mo- that sort of money. Yeah, and then I'd argue to you, OK, what do each of these players collectively have been, been making a year? For this club, because whatever they would be collectively all paid over another year at this club, and you know, let's say that's in the five, ten million sort of range, and that's just on wages per week, per month. Like I said, for the whole entire year, what would them players, whatever they're getting paid a week, collectively earn? That's what we're saving to be able to spend on wages, and you can transfer that into your transfer budget. So there's still no saying that Leicester actually, in the competitive market, let's just say, right, I don't know, throw me out a, a player that you would like Leicester to sign that's a little bit reasonable. Don't go and line on Messi. God, I've, I hate this. I have absolutely no idea. I'm useless at picking, picking players. All right, let's go. If we lose Madison, let's say James Ward-Prowse. Okay, let's say we wanted James Ward-Prowse, right? And let's say Everton also wanted him. But because of their financial disaster they're in and their FFP <coughs> points deduction, <coughs> right? But let's say they turn around to him and I'm going to make up these figures just to give it simplicity. Yeah. Let's say he's on 80 grand. Up, let's say he's on 60 grand a week at, 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 at Southampton, right? He's on 60 grand a week. He's getting no bonuses because they couldn't afford it. Everton go, we'll give you 70 grand a week, Right. But you get no bonuses. Leicester could turn around and go, well, we can offer you 65 grand a week. And if you can score 10 or more goals, we'll give you fifth, we'll give you 30 grand on, as a bonus. I know that's going into it a little bit. But Leicester have the wage budget power in that division to compete with them and, and turn around and go, well, we've got that structure yes, of wage. Yes, we do. And according to rumours, we've got the biggest... Transfer kitty. We're going to get a, we're going to get 111 million pounds from this season in the Premier League. There's obviously yeah, parachute payment till next season. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. We've had worse money coming to the club. Oh yeah, we have. Uh, but what I'm saying is, where where does where's the money coming from to actually buy him? Yes, we can afford his wages. But where's the yeah, money? Yeah, but again, that's a lot of money. 140 million pounds technically in the red. Yeah, but what also what the club will do, Chris, is they will they will play the rule book, and they will do a financial recast where they will go over the finances and go. Well, you see now, 
where our wage spend was, I don't know, 2.6 million. And I'm just, again, I'm making up numbers. I'm not saying they're politically correct or anything here, obviously, because it's going to be more than that. But say Leicester's net spend on wages alone on players before these seven players got released. And you have to remember, we're also probably hoping to sell Madders for the 40 million, which will cover the costs and loss in a way of these seven or the majority of these seven in terms of what they offered the club, right? They will turn around and, and, and go, okay, we actually project that our wage spend for this season will be only 1.6 million or 1.7 million. It doesn't drop dramatically, but it drops enough for them to go. So that actually allows us to count on the spend. And then you're getting into the business side of things where they will show they can afford to spend 70 million in this transfer window because of the savings they've made on wages. Because they can sign a player that won't want 80, 90 grand a week because we're in the championship. He'll want 30 grand a week or 18 grand a week or 40 grand a week at most, probably, unless we're going for a standout name, like you said there with Ward Prowse. Unless it's somebody of that caliber, you're not going to be paying these players a quarter of what these were costing us wage wise. So that's where the club will go, yeah. Might have lost that, but we'll make it up in that because we will keep generating and, and turning more money into the club, saving it on the wage bill. I thought that was going to be a very quick question, and you're going to agree with me. <laughs> it didn't go the, the way I ever, expected. Do I ever make things easy for you? <laughs> no, but we have been agreeing a lot just recently. Uh, I, saw, I just I, thought, yeah, I didn't like it, Chris. That was a throwaway comment at the end of the show. <laughs> but look, Guys, he paid me a tenner to make it go past the hour mark. Don't listen to him. <laughs> yeah, one double time now. Look, Brad, we'll agree to disagree with that one. But thank you very, very much anyway. Really, really do appreciate you coming on. Um, stay online because we're going to be talking about the new channel that's coming, uh, Lester Till I Die TV, the quiz channel. And if you've not already, get over and follow Brad uh, or subscribe to Brad on um, Top 10 Battles, sitting on the wall. Top 10 Battles, it always goes through my mind. Uh, get over and subscribe to Top 10 Battles or at Top 10 Battles on YouTube because that will be coming uh, LTID TV, the quiz channel. And we are going to be going over and sorting that out, uh, hopefully, uh, this week. So thanks very much, Brad. I will speak to you in a minute. Um, oh, Andrew. Andrew. Oh, God. I was about to say welcome to the chat, but I don't know if you're agreeing with Brad. <laughs> all you're I can a say, wise man, Andrew. You're a wise man. Well, all, all I can say, um, I'm sorry to say. Your opinion is wrong. <laughs> I love that one. I love that one. Brad, I'll speak to you in a minute. Thanks very much, mate. You're welcome, and cheers to my number one fan, Andrew. Thanks, mate. Always have my back. <laughs> oh, Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. Um, let me uh, let me just do that. What what am I going to do with you? Now, thanks for popping in, Andrew. We are just going, unfortunately. So do go back and and play it from the start if you've missed any of it. But this is it. Hey, look, it's all about opinions. Um, and the idea is that you know me and Brad, we never we, we don't always agree. In fact, we probably agree about five percent of the time, and the other ninety five percent of the time, I'm just right. No, <laughs> um, but no, you know that that. And the thing is, you should have opinions in football, and you should be able to 
Um, <laughs> Russ, I like you said. Thank you, Russ. I've got one. Where's Brad gone? Come back, Brad. Look, I've, I've it's one all in the fan stake. Look, look. <laughs> I got. I don't know. What were you doing? I was saying I was doing no justice at all to you, Russ. <laughs> I was not. I just, 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 just got something there for you, mate. I think that's the best thing we can do with Brad. <laughs> Thanks to Brad. <laughs> we agree to disagree on so much, but that is football. We should be able to disagree. We should be able to talk and we should be able to, well, we can't have a pint because we're at other ends of the country, but you know what I mean. Uh, you can also get over and follow him at Full Time Focus on Twitter. There are <coughs> still places available in next week's, next week's, next season's Premier League predictions. Uh, be sure to follow us on all our socials. Um, we are all over the place. LTID TV will find us. Uh, TikTok. We are loading more clips up to TikTok. Uh, funnily enough, uh, we can swear and we can do anything, but we can mention Ryan Mason and Scott Parker on a DVD. <laughs> and apparently I'm breaking TikTok's guidelines. Not sure how that works out, but uh, I've got to look into that. Uh, please do subscribe to the channel. It does help. And like we say, become a member. It's only one ninety nine of your good English pounds a month. And you get all of that. Full details you can find by clicking either of those two buttons on YouTube. The join uh, button, um, as you can see at the top there, or at the bottom within the description, there is a link as well. So thank you to everybody who has been in the chat. Really, really, really do appreciate it. Thank you so very much. And like I say, thanks to Brad uh, as well. Subscribe, like, and smash that notification bell. Uh, I'll see you later on tonight. Uh, we're doing the Leicester, Leicestershire Live questionnaire. We're going to be going through that and seeing what our thoughts are on that as well. Um, thank you, like I say, to everybody. This has been LTID TV. I've been Chris. I'll be back just like this guy. See you later. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app.
You in? Uh, participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.